You heard it here first, dreamers. We are excited to announce that Geico will be the lead sponsor of Steam Daydream for the next year. Thank you to Geico for helping us bring conversations with Steam innovators to children and families across the country. Hey there, dreamers. You're listening to Steam Daydream with National Children's Museum. Each month, kids just like you will interview STEAM innovators for answers to their biggest questions. National Children's Museum's mission is to inspire kids to care about and change the world. And we encourage all kids to dream through the lens of STEAM. Better, better. Hey, better, 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 better. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Guess what? Today I'm back at National Children's Museum. I'm in an exhibit in our engineering games and play section, right by the on the go go race car derby. Don't worry, we'll check out that track soon enough. You caught me in the middle of practicing my batting technique. I'm at our Grand Slam Science Exhibit, where kids just like you can learn about the engineering and material science behind baseball. On this screen in front of me, I'm going to choose the type of bat I want to use. Wood. Aluminum. Foam. Plastic. Hmm. Let's choose... A wooden baseball bat. Wood. And then the type of ball. Look at these options. Baseball. Softball. Beach ball. A tomato. Hmm. Let's definitely try a tomato. A tomato. Stand back, dreamers. It's time for a home run. What a mess. What went wrong? Maybe I can ask my friend Margo what I should have done differently. Hey, Margo, can I have your help? Of course I can help you. Ah, I see what the problem is. You need to choose a different ball. You can't hit a home run with a tomato. That is a good point. I should probably stick to a baseball instead. Baseball. Would you look at that? It worked. Thanks, Margo. It sounds like you know a thing or two about sports. Yeah, I play basketball and lacrosse, and I love going for a walk every day to stay active while I am at home. Hey, you might be the perfect person to help me. I'm here at the museum today to learn more about the science of sports, specifically how sports medicine doctors can use science to learn more about keeping the human body moving, and especially hitting more home runs. I've been learning that sports medicine doctors are like engineers, except instead of making machines work, they make the human body work. 
These doctors know it's important to use science to make sure that athletes are able to perform to the best of their ability and without injury. Sports medicine doctors use lots of science and even a little math and technology to do their jobs. Hey, Margo, wouldn't it be cool to talk to a sports medicine doctor? I think I know the perfect person to learn more from. My name is Dr. Monica Rowe. I am a sports medicine physician. I work for the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab and I'm also the team physician for the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Wow. Thank you for joining me today. I'm actually so happy to be here, Margo. <laughs> How are STEM and sports connected? There are a lot of ways that STEM and sports are connected. So when you think about what I do in sports medicine, everything that I kind of do in terms of taking care of the athletes is STEM related because it all involves science. It involves sometimes a little bit of math, and then there's a lot of biology and something that we call kinesiology, which is how the body moves. So when you think about sports, you know, how they move is so important because one, if you move better, then you can potentially perform better. And then two, if you have really good movement patterns and a good way to run and a good way to jump, then that's how you actually prevent yourself from getting hurt. Tell me about your STEM journey. How did you decide to become a doctor and specialize in rehabilitation medicine? Well, so I'm going to ask Margo, how old are you? How old are you right now? I'm 11. You're 11. So when I was 12, which is only one year older than you were, that's actually when I decided I wanted to become a sports medicine doctor. So when I was 12, I played basketball. Do you play sports, Margo? Yes, I do. What do you play? Basketball and lacrosse. Oh, cool. You're just like me. So what would happen if you went to the doctor and the doctor said, stop playing basketball? Would you be kind of upset? Oh, I'd be very upset. That's exactly what happened to me. So when I was 12 years old, I hurt my knee and I went to the doctor and the doctor told me, stop playing basketball. And I was so upset. And part of the reason why I was really upset was because I felt like that doctor told me that, thought that me as a young girl, basketball wasn't important to me. I mean, basketball was totally important to me and I was really upset and so I turned to my mom and I said, mom, we've got to go to a girl doctor. We've got to go to a girl sports medicine doctor because she's going to care that a girl can't play a sport, right? She, she's not going to tell me to just stop playing. And so my mom actually back way back then, because that was a long time ago, my mom told me I, she couldn't find any girl sports medicine doctors. And I was at that moment, I said, you know what? I'm going to be a girl sports medicine doctor. And that's why I decided to go into sports medicine. Wow. That's amazing that you decided what you wanted to do at the age of 12. That, you've got one more year to pick what you want to do. I'm just I'm <laughs> just kidding. You've got plenty of time to decide what you want to do. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it really started at an early age for me. Wow. What is sports and musculoskeletal medicine and how does it work? Yeah, so sports medicine is really taking care of athletes. But if you think about what musculoskeletal medicine is, not every single person who twists their ankle is an athlete, right? So you might have an uncle or an aunt who's not really an athlete, but they twist their ankle or they hurt their shoulder or they hurt their knee. So the musculoskeletal system Basically, what that means is it involves all of our muscles, it involves our nerves, it involves our bones, 
it involves our tendons. So I take care of people with any kind of injury in that whole musculoskeletal system, whether or not they're an athlete or whether or not they're just like a normal person like me, because I used to be an athlete, but I'm, I, I'm probably not an athlete anymore. <laughs> not like you are. The three-time world champions take on the European champions. Who will be crowned the best team in the world today? It's Rapino against Van Veenendaal. It's 1-0. Here is to Lavelle, the game's opening up. Lovely run, great goal! Brilliant goal! For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. And for the very first time, they've done it on European soil. It is finished at the Stade de Lyon in the final in victory and joy for the United States. You are the head physician for the U.S. Women's Nationals team. How did you feel when you learned that you would be taking care of some of the best soccer players in the world? Well, let me tell you, I, what, what's the most excited you've ever been in your life? Probably my first day of school. Wow, that's a good one. My most exciting day of my career and my life was the day I was asked to be the head team physician for the women's national soccer team because for me, it was a huge dream. It was because if you think about it, when I was a young girl and I was that 12 year old girl who injured her knee, um, when I said I wanted to be a sports medicine doctor, who do you think I want to take care of? I want to take care of other girls, right? I want to take care of girl athletes. And so to be able to take care of some of the best female athletes in the entire world, it's just amazing. So I was so excited. I was very, very happy to do that. Yes, I would be too. <laughs> when you watch the players play, do you ever get nervous? You know, I have to say you know, I do. And not because they aren't awesome, because they're awesome and they are so good at what they do and they're very good at scoring goals and playing defense. But, you know, when I get nervous, it's because I know that all of these athletes have worked so hard to win this game, you know, and they've worked, they've put so much effort in it. And I just want them to be able to do what they, what, what their dreams are and be able to win and be able to perform and, and, and be just awesome at what they do. And so sometimes I do get nervous because I want them to do so well. Yeah. As a sports medicine doctor, how do you use science to help your patients? Wow, wow. I use science pretty much all the time to help my patients. Because, you know, when you think about, let's say someone is, has hurt their knee, right? Sometimes that knee injury happens because maybe one of your muscles is a lot weaker in your hip. And when your muscle is weaker in your hip, that means your knee is not moving in the right direction. And some of that is actually due to physics. So actually, surprisingly, a lot of people don't think physics has anything to do with medicine, but it actually has a lot to do with how we move and how we walk. And so, so it can be really helpful to understand science. Wow. Tell me more about the science of movement. How can kids like me use science to avoid some of the injuries that you take care of? That's a great question. So I would say the most important thing about kids like at your age 
is really understanding how your body moves. So have you ever been at a soccer practice where um, everyone's stretching while sitting down and some people stretch a little bit better than other people? Yes. So my big thing is everybody's body is created differently. And so we shouldn't always compare ourselves to the other people in the group because some people are going to stretch more. Some people are going to stretch less. You should never try to overstretch what your body can do because sometimes for some people, stretching may not be great for them. And so what I always tell people, you can use science by understanding how your body works and the body that you were given, you can sometimes prevent injury by not trying to overdo something. I just learned something new about my body. That's right. <laughs> National Children's Museum's mission is to inspire kids to care about and change the world. How do you change the world? Wow, well, how I, how I like to think I change the world is when I'm not traveling with the U.S. women's soccer team, I'm actually teaching at a medical school, so I'm also a teacher. So I teach medical students, I teach residents, and I teach fellows in how to be a physician, how to be a sports medicine doctor. And so how I feel that I change the world is the more people I can teach and how to be nice to patients and how to actually make good decisions in their best interest, I feel that a lot of these people will go off into the world and take care of patients. And I feel like that's my little way to change the world. Spreading knowledge all over the world. Wow. That's right, imparting knowledge all over the world. Lots of kids are attending school virtually, which means more indoor and screen time than usual. Why is it so important for kids like me to stay active? I am so glad you asked that question, Margot, because it is so important for all the kids out there to get moving, stay active, have a chance to run around a little bit because here's the thing there is a saying you've heard that smoking's not good for you right right there is a saying out there that says sitting is the new smoking and what that means is when you sit all day long it's not great for your body because your back can get hurt feel feel a little tired your shoulders can feel a little tired we're all slumped over on our iPads or on our computers and and so your posture is not great and so everyone needs to get up everyone needs to run around everyone needs to get outside and get that blood flow going because that is so much better for you it's it's much healthier to try to get at least 30 minutes of exercise every single day yes exercise 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 Wow, Dr. Rowe is amazing. And thanks for your help, Margot. After talking to Dr. Rowe, I'm ready to get out and exercise. I think my first stop will be the pitching exhibit, where I can practice my fastball. All right, here we go. Now that I know what sports medicine doctors do to keep athletes in tip-top shape, I wonder what athletes do to keep themselves healthy. I could probably learn from a real professional athlete. Hmm, but who could I ask? Oh, I know. Maybe my friend Ryan Zimmerman from the Washington Nationals baseball team can teach me more about how athletes keep their bodies and their minds healthy. He is a world champion after all.
Hey, AJ, how you doing, man? Hi, Ryan. Pretty good. Thank you for joining us today. Tell me more about what goes into keeping your body and your mind healthy as an athlete. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of things that go into it. Athletics, whether it's baseball, football, any sport uh, is tough on your body. But I think, like you said, it's tough on your mind as well. For me, the biggest change I've made over the last few years is kind of the way I take care of myself and the type of foods that I eat. And then also, I think sleep is important. You know, you can definitely tell a difference on a night when you've got a good amount of sleep and you maybe eat a good breakfast. So sleep and food, I think, are, are two of the most important things for me. Where do you see science in baseball? So I think there's science everywhere in baseball. There's science, there's tons of math. Um, you know, obviously the physics of hitting a round ball with a round bat. I think one of the cool things about baseball is all the technology that has come, come around the last five or 10 years. And if you watch a game, they have that stuff called StatCast now where say if a guy hits a home run, it says, you know, the ball left his bat at 108 miles per hour. 108 miles per hour. At a, you know, a launch angle of 32 degrees. 32 degrees. And because it was 108 miles per hour at 32 degrees, this is how far the ball will travel. The ball will travel approximately 415 feet. So there's science, there's math, there's there's all sorts of that stuff everywhere in baseball and every sport. It's pretty cool to watch those guys break that down and break it into science and math terms. It's, it's fun to see that. So many kids are doing virtual school and are spending more time indoors than normal. What are some ways that your family is staying active? Yeah, I mean, I have my, my two daughters are on virtual school as well. And it's tough to be inside all day. I think being inside all day and looking at a screen is not ideal for, for a lot of kids. You know, what we try and do is if they have breaks in, be, in between classes or if you have any free time to try and go outside and do something. And for kids, just doing anything active, riding a bike, my girls like to use sidewalk chalk and make kind of obstacle courses or, or things like that. Just use your imagination, go outside. If you have siblings, try and get along and play with them as much as you can. You know, a lot of us have been stuck inside for a while. So getting out and getting fresh air and, and making sure you stay active is, is really important for everyone, but really, really important for kids. What's your advice for kids that might want to play baseball professionally someday? Yeah, my advice for, for anyone who wants to play baseball is, is to just play. Don't try and be a professional baseball player as a kid. I think the most important thing is to, number one, have fun in whatever sport you play. You know, a lot of us play baseball. A lot of us play other sports. I think you should play and try as many sports as possible. It teaches you to be a more well-rounded athlete. And then the more teams you can be on, the more you learn how to be a good teammate. So... My most important, you know, message is just to have fun and enjoy it and, uh, you know, play as many sports as you can. National Children's Museum's mission is to inspire kids to care about and change the world. How do you change the world? You know, the, the best thing that my parents ever told me is just to treat people like you would want to be treated. It seems really simple, but when you think about it, if you just treat other people like you want to be treated, I think the world would be a better place and you'll grow up to be a pretty good person. Well, if there's one thing I learned today, it's to take care of our bodies. Staying active and getting outside 
while staying socially distanced, is good for our bodies and our minds. It's proven by science. I also learned that steam is all around us. Both doctors and athletes use science, technology, engineering, and even math to be the best they can be. That's all for this week, dreamers. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website, nationalchildrensmuseum.org, to find STEAM videos, programs, and resources to keep your curiosity sparked all month long. If you have a question about mechanical engineering, we want to hear from you. Click on the link in the show notes to record your question and be sure to begin your recording with your name, age, city, and state. Take care, dreamers. STEAM Daydream with National Children's Museum is generously sponsored by GEICO, narrated by A.J. Calvert and produced by Aubrey Vaughn, with post-production by Maddie Zampanti of Conceptual Podcasting. Special thanks to If Then, an initiative of Lida Hill Philanthropies for connecting us with the scientists in today's episode. Thank you.